There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Wednesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Santos in the chair today. Uh, in for the, uh, I won't say vacation in Kelly Bidlin. When you go to a wedding, is that considered a vacation? Uh, it depends. Yeah. I think it depends on the wedding and how you feel. He'll about... be he'll be drinking. Yeah. So I'm sure he, he treats it as a uh, yeah as a vacation of sorts. By the way, Matt Santos, for those who are keen numbers game historians, may recall that Matt was with us for what like two months during the pandemic. Two months, yeah. Two months in between six and seven. Yeah, so in six point five. Six point five. That's what you are, Matt Santos, 6.5, in between Danny Burke, 6, and the great Jason Kahn at 7. All right, well, it's great to have you here. You'll be here for the rest of the week, yes? I will be, yeah. All right, well, we love it. Today on the show, packed. Drew Densick will join us from NBC Sports, Bet the Edge podcast, and also the Deep Dive podcast, Talk NFL. See if he has any tennis plays as well. Uh, Michael Craig from Right Angle Sports. Now, everybody, let's, let's, let's all relax for a second. Michael Craig is going to join us, but we don't have a release today. Are we allowed to have Michael Craig on without a release? No release this morning. But Michael Craig will join us to give college football thoughts. Mike Pritchard talking uh, National Football League with us. And then we'll have uh, some baseball from Will Hill. Also some football from Will Hill as well. Jason Weingarten uh, towards the end of the show uh, under a cloud of smoke. And Andy McNeil. You ready for some hockey? Huh? No? Uh, Anybody? Pacific Division Preview today. Hockey season just around the corner. Not too close around the corner, but it's uh, on the horizon. October 5th, I believe, is when the season starts in earnest. Uh, Andy McNeil coming on the uh, cusp of the VEASAN Hockey Betting Guide. He will join us to talk uh, Pacific Division and see how he lays that out. Where do the Vegas Golden Knights figure into that equation? Uh, First, though, for those who have jumped on with us here on a numbers game, the Atlanta Braves NL East Division bets. Now, here's the thing. Every day I go into a sports book, and every day I say to myself, the Braves to win the NL East is just the best bet on the board. I can't make a better bet than this. So for almost half of the month of September, every day I walk in there and I make a bet on the Braves. I don't, I don't recall doing this in this way with anything else in my life, really, just to do it every day, a little bit every day. But this is how it's gone for me with the Braves to win the NL East. And you will see on the screen here, I have made no fewer than 13 wagers on the Atlanta Braves to win the NL East at varying numbers. As uh, low as plus 170, there's one plus 170 in there, but as a big bang for my bucket, as plus 350. The only day 
that I did not bet the Braves. And the only day where I thought that the price was fair, meaning where it should be, was again the day that they fell behind two and a half. We're talking about Friday night, Saturday morning now. The prospect of Spencer Strider going on the IL was in front of us. Jacob deGrom was about to have a start for the Mets. And at that point, I was like, well, you know what? It should be five to one. So I didn't bet that. But every other day, when they've been within one and a half, one or half, and within one of the loss column or tied in the loss column, I thought this number is not right. And last night, the Mets lose their second out of the third ball game, really their third out of the fifth, but what's consequential here in this race, their second in three. They lose, the Mets do, to the Florida Marlins. That would be the Miami Marlins these days. And then, simultaneous, the, uh, the Braves, of course, crushing the Washington Nationals, which is what they kind of do with that franchise. Now, what did that mean? What that meant was, because the Mets have the tiebreaker, and now both teams are even Steven, with seven games left in the season, a three-game set against each other begins Friday night in Atlanta. But the loss for the Mets yesterday and the win for the Braves, because the Mets have the tiebreaker, what that did, gaining that game and going into a tie now, yes, if the season were to end right now, the Mets would win. But what it did was it no longer means, now let's assume, and that's a big word, right? You know what assuming does. But let's say tonight Washington can get by the Nationals, and it's not the best pitching uh, not their best starter pitch, starting pitcher, that's for sure. It's Jake Odorizzi going up against Josiah Gray. But the Braves are minus 225 favorites. Let's assume they win. Let's assume the Mets win. It's Taiwan Walker going up against Jesus Luzardo for the Metropolitans. They're about minus 185 favorites. Let's say both teams win. What that outcome, what those outcomes last night did is the Braves are no longer required to sweep the Mets. Now it's just a best of three for a team, assuming both win tonight, let's just say. Whoever wins two out of three of this series this weekend is in first place heading into the final three games of the season. So that was a massive, massive turn of events, not only Saturday, but of course yesterday as well. So what does that mean? If you were landing on this bet right now, would you bet the, would you bet the Braves at plus 150? You can still get the Braves, even after yesterday's outcomes. You could still get them at plus 150. Is that a good bet? Now, mathematically, they've done the math. Right? Because if you look ahead to this weekend, Friday's matchup is going to be Chris Bassett for the Mets going up against Max Freed for the Braves. The Braves will be favored in that game Friday. By the way, this is all weather permitting. Let's, let's put a pin in that because that might come back to uh, just be the biggest joke on baseball. But it's going to be Bassett against Freed Friday night. The Braves are going to be favorites in that game. Saturday, it's going to be Jacob deGrom going up um, against Kyle Wright, the 20-game winner. Mets will be favored Saturday, despite the fact that Jacob DeGrom had the worst outing of his career on Saturday against the Athletics. And then Sunday night baseball, it's going to be Max Scherzer going up against really the weak link of this for the Braves and Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton gets a lot of strikeouts, but really has not had a good go of it here of late in his career. Pardon me, getting so emotional talking about this. So the point is, is that anything can happen here. Obviously, it's baseball, for goodness sake. But we have set ourselves up nicely to this juncture. And so the question becomes, is the plus 150 a good bet? I would argue it still is a good bet. And despite the math being what it is, what I am saying is that the nuance of not having to sweep the Mets now, based on what happened last night, changes the calculus enough where I still think the plus 150 is out of whack. I really do. That's not really 
That, that, that's the point in all of this that I think is getting lost by what happened last night. They no longer require a sweep. They only have to win two of three, and that's a bigger deal to me than the, uh, than the actual sacredness of the math moving forward with the plus 150. So I would still bet it if you don't have a bet on it uh, yet. Seven games remaining. Now, here's the thing. There's, sev- there's a 30% chance of precipitation in Atlanta on Friday. There's a 70% chance of precipitation in Atlanta on Saturday. Now, when I drove in here this morning, it was like, you know, sky to ground lightning bolts. So that was the universe's way to remind me, hey, this affects obviously could affect more than just the baseball this weekend. Obviously, there's a whole bunch that could be affected by what is now Hurricane Ian and what is now Hurricane Ian as a Category 4 hurricane, which is supposed to get uh, go on shore in the Gulf Coast area of Fort Myers and Tampa today and is right there now as we speak. And so really to everybody uh, who is a resident of that portion of the country who's listening here tonight, uh, this morning, rather, I should say, two million people are uh, asked to evacuate. Really, all the best to all of you, and really take heed, uh, because this is uh, <clears throat> obviously a ser- uh, serious thing when it's a hurricane of this strength. But what does that do from a sports perspective? College football, East Carolina, South Florida, in case you missed it, that ball game is moving from Tampa across the state of Florida to Boca Raton this weekend. Eastern Washington versus Florida. They've decided not to move it in terms of geography, but to move it from Saturday to Sunday. The Central Florida game against SMU has moved from Saturday to Sunday already. And there's also a South Carolina State-South Carolina game, by the way, that moved from Saturday to Thursday. Now, the thing about the games moving from Saturday to Sunday, what the assumption is, and again, assuming with tropical storms or hurricane is always a risky deal, that's for sure, because the assumption is that it will then continue to move up the Gulf Coast and out of, you know, out of the distance of Tampa, up the, up uh, northern areas of the Florida coast. Well, you know how this works. Sometimes these tropical storms, these hurricanes as it is now, will just linger randomly. So the hope is that it, it goes away. Certainly offshore would be the biggest hope. But if it lingers, those games that were postponed to Sunday, they might have to get scuttled again. And that then would, could, would affect or could affect the NFL game on Sunday between the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, proposed locations, if they have to move that game, they're talking about the Midwest region of this country, and the obvious choice, they're saying, would be to play the game in Minneapolis because the Vikings are playing in London. So you could have a scenario where this Sunday night football game between the Bucks and the Chiefs could be moved to Minneapolis. Just keep that in mind. One more thing before we uh, get Drew Densick in here to talk some uh, football and maybe some tennis. Just a reminder, friendly reminder, when we're talking about these awards in baseball, go back to baseball for a second, because we saw this article yesterday in the San Diego Union Tribune from Kevin Acey, and he is a voter. He, is, he has a vote in the National League MVP race, and it was just sort of fait accompli that Paul Goldschmidt was going to win the MVP. Maybe he still will. But in this piece, Kevin Acey said, hey, listen, and by the way, let me just throw in Goldschmidt, in case you missed this, kind of taking September off. He went two for four last night, and that raised his average in September to 246. He only has two homers in the month. So this is AC in the uh, San Diego Union Tribune. He said, I am one of 30 NL MVP voters. I haven't made up my mind. I have hardly begun to consider whether Paul Goldschmidt diminishes Nolan Arenado's deservedness or vice versa, nor have I begun to decipher whether Mookie Betts or Freddie Freeman was more central to the success of baseball's best team. At the very least, this final week and a half will be as crucial to the MVP race as it is to the playoff race. How about that? He goes on to say, but since August 3rd, Machado, Manny Machado, leads the NL with a 
88 OPS, tied with the Mets' Pete Alonso for the league lead with 42 RBI, and is second to the Cardinals' Albert Pujols with 12 home runs. What happened on August 3rd, by the way? That's when Juan Soto joined the Padres. So Machado has had another elite player on his team since then, and look what that did for him. Anyway, just a friendly reminder that sometimes those of us who are immersed in betting, we are so close to the sun on these awards markets, you just never know if there's a surprise in store in any of these. Could it be NL MVP? Obviously would be a shocker. Now, the thing is, I don't see NL MVP markets up anywhere this morning. I do see AL MVP. Why there isn't an NL MVP if the AL MVP is so done, I'm not sure. But just keep that in mind. We could see a surprise in one of these markets. A long shot may very well come home. Drew Dinsick on the other side. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Don't forget, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. As always, if you have a gambling problem, call one 800 Five two two forty seven hundred. It's Gil Alexander. Uh, Matt Santos is in uh, for Kelly Bidlin, the great Kelly Bidlin, who debuted the, uh, the college football guessing line segment yesterday. It was fabulous, just absolutely fabulous. Matt Santos is in. Matt, are you in either Circa Millions or Survivor? Uh, millions, millions. Yeah, one entry in millions. How yeah. you doing so far? Uh, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Yeah, I had a r- rough week one, so it's kind of bouncing, you know, climbing back in. What but, are you? What are you? Do you're you're a football soccer better? Is that what you yeah. are? Yeah. Yeah. So, but like my brain right now is full NFL. So, like with the World Cup coming up, we, um, you know, I have a bunch of futures, but I can't go match by match. It's NFL season. So, right. How about the World Cup being in November, by the way? How much does that suck? Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we are definitely missing something this summer, and that could have been there. So, well, Survivor is, as I've said often on this show, Survivor is what ultimately I end up caring about the most. No matter, it's like I have bets in my account, I'm in Circa Millions. You do all this other random stuff during football season. And in the end, the thing you care, you end up caring about the most if you're in Survivor is Survivor. And so, again, you know, what are the candidates? And we'll just sort of say this once a day, uh, crescendoing to Friday on these. But what are, the, what are the candidates for this week? And we talked about it a little yesterday. And it is not as 
harrowing, I don't think, as last week. But it is kind of harrowing because, again, what is your confidence level? 25 different teams were picked in Circus Survivor uh, this past week. 25 of 32 National Football League teams. Remember, it started with 61 133 entries is already down to 1,550 after three weeks. Gets a little easier if you look ahead of the schedule after this week. But I don't know. Do you trust the Detroit Lions this week? Do you trust the Lions, Matt? Um, Do you trust them at all? Do you trust the Eagles in their game against the Jaguars? Um, I don't know. I'm asking rhetorically, but at the same time, I'm not sure who I trust here, by the way. The, uh, The Lions, of course, hosting the Seahawks. They are, uh, that line is actually coming down. Take that for what it's worth. Eagles hosting the uh, Jaguars. Do you trust the, uh, do you trust the Chargers on the road against the Texans? Maybe. Packers are the big favorite on the board. If you don't have, if you have not used the Packers yet, do you just use them here? Packers also have home games against the Giants and the Jets in the next couple weeks too. So you can have, you have an opportunity to use them moving forward as well. And then there's the, the Giants themselves. Do you trust the Giants in any circumstance? They happen to host the Bears. There are other candidates, but those are uh, some of the ones to ponder. Drew Densick joins us now from NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast. And, of course, the deep dive, which he does with his buddy Andy Molitor, Densick Classic, as we like to call it, at whale underscore capper. How you doing, Drew? I'm well, Gil. How about you? It's, uh, it's been three weeks of the NFL season, and now we're mid-season form of it. How, yeah, how's it going for you so far? Now, do you, at this point, well, you can answer that question, but at this point, do you sort of slough off everything you thought about preseason and you're working with the three weeks of data? How does it work for you? Uh, it's team by team. Some, some teams, uh, you know, you have to drastically update your prior. I'm looking specifically at the chargers. <laughs> some teams you have to, um, you know, the, you know, you have to kind of stick to what you think coming into the season. I'm looking specifically at the Bengals. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it's team by team for me really in terms of how I'm waiting my prior. But, uh, uh, you know, I think, we're kind of getting, I don't know, it's fair to step back and look through three weeks of the season and feel like, hey, we've, you know, you know, the, like last week was preseason week three, practically. Yeah. Um, the way a lot of these teams are playing, the sloppy offense we've seen to this point in the season, I mean, the fact that we're scoring 42 points a game is kind of insane. Uh, quarterback play has just been extremely un- underwhelming so far. Uh, the injury situations for all of these teams is more aggressive early in the season than I can ever remember. So, um, you know, this is a, a pretty unique season for my handicap. From, from I've asked you some form of this before, but at three weeks in now, what's the team where you're like, oh, I didn't think they w- would be much, but they're legit good now. I've accepted that they're legit good. And to the opposite of that, um, you know, which team are you like, you know what? I thought they were going to be good, but man, they just might be the same old blank. I'm try, I'm going to try not to get too confident in a position that I'm pretty excited about, but uh, I think the Jaguars are legit good. Um, you know, that there are, there's enough signal there for me. And that was probably the biggest stock up team after seeing all of Sunday's performances, the way that the defense really has uh, continued to progress. And they're getting some outstanding play from some young contributors on top of the fact that the offense and Trevor Lawrence has taken the expected year two step forward with an adult in charge there. So, you know, Jaguars absolutely look like a, a factor to me in the kind of the landscape of the AFC playoff picture. And then um, also I would say that the Falcons offense is for real. Um, you know, everything that they're doing from a scheme standpoint and the integration of their young weapons looks to be working. And as far as I can tell you, so, um, you know, those were kind of the two sort of convictions I had, uh, that have been, you know, relatively strongly validated through three weeks here. 
Um, I expected a lot more out of, uh, I guess the chiefs offense is probably one that I would point to as uh, I'm, I'm struggling really right now. Um, I expected them to play a lot better in week three than we saw the performance that they put up against that Colts was really, really suspect. And that's two weeks in a row now that you just seen a little bit uneven performance after they looked so good in week one. Um, and I guess my, my real concern about what's going on with the chiefs and this definitely impacts sort of the long-term uh, outlook of this team is, you know, two, two of their last four games, they have lost with Pat Mahomes, uh, you know, fighting with Eric B in the locker room on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And that's the fact If those two guys can't coexist. Uh, you know, the, I, I don't know what's going on uh, in terms of the, you know, the, the future of this offense progressing. Um, Pat Mahomes is somewhat of a stubborn character and he seems to have, um, you know, knows how important he is to the chiefs as an organization, how important he is to that offense in terms of success. And if he's, you know, not interested in, in working with the enemy and, or, um, you know, just can't coexist, then that's going to get ugly quickly. And Andy Reid's not a guy that I would put near the top of my list as far as being able to resolve conflict or smooth over, uh, kind of internal, uh, wrinkles like that. So that's absolutely worth watching in my mind, because if the chiefs aren't an elite team and the bills are dealing with all of these injuries defensively and, you know, have, you know, they're just incredibly one dimensional right now. Then all of a sudden nobody's good in the NFL. Right. <laughs> so, right. right. You know, <laughs> uh, you know th- th- that's kind of where I'm at. And it's uh, it's a weird feeling because usually we're, uh, you know, we're kind of reflecting on, oh man, the guy, the teams that are good are, are, are good. Just like we thought. And all oh, these other teams are good too. But, um, this year it feels like, you know, and parody is reigning supreme, uh, and we could come out of, uh, you know, this week coming up and, you know, there'll be no undefeated teams and no teams with losses. And I wouldn't be surprised. Pete Rosell's dream of parody, never more apparent here in uh, the year 2022. Let me just ask you this, Drew, if I'm, if I get a snapshot into your betting accounts, say on a Sunday sure. morning, right before kickoff, obviously we, you know, we spend all week talking about sides and totals because it's the easiest thing to latch onto. It's what most people um, bet within that construct. But if I look into your accounts and look at the betting pie of NFL, what percentage is sides? What is totals? What is live betting? What is props? What What are the different things you're doing? Uh, I have about 70% sides, about 30% totals going into kickoff on Sunday, 0% props. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a prop originator at all um there are times i'll tail some hot stuff if uh if i can get a good size bet down but it's it's if you're a prop better it is a grind uh and you need to be you know you need a you need a ton of accounts to be able to get a decent size bet down but sides and totals not at all like you can you know that that i i like working pretty much by myself for nfl in that regard and uh, and so I can get some pretty decent bet sizes on, especially on sides, but, um, so 30, 70, 30 sides totals. And then, um, in, in game, I don't do a ton of betting, but I do, uh, uh, probably, um, about another, you know, proportionally another 20% in terms of second half action as we go through the, uh, the slated games on a Sunday. Anything on tomorrow night's game between the dolphins and the Bengals? Yeah, I like the Bengals in that one. <laughs> I, have a, I have a ticket I'm feeling very, very good about uh, from Sunday on the Bengals there. Um, pretty decent, uh, you know, and, you know, I, I, don't know, I, I hold the Bengals in, in relatively high regard compared to market. 
Um, I think that they still can, you know, grow into the third best team in the NFL, maybe even better, depending on how, you know, what happens with the uh, Bills and the Chiefs. But um, this is about as good a situational spot as is going to exist for any NFL team all season. Uh, you have a Bengals squad that's going into Thursday Night Football at home that is hosting a Dolphins team that has, you know, that just played an absolute, uh, you know, exceptionally physical contest against uh, the Bills on Sunday turn around on a short week with an injured quarterback with some huge question marks and some key positional players like Jalen Waddle and Xavier Howard. And uh, and then on top of all that, they've had no practice this week because of the travel situation with the hurricane. Uh, and you have a rookie head coach on Thursday Night Football. I mean, this checks every single box that the Bengals should win this with uh, margin. We will find out what else Drew bet this weekend. Uh, there's more than just the game tomorrow night, but all that is so true. Checks all the boxes for why this is about as good a spot. If you're into spot analysis, uh, checks all the boxes for that as well. NFL, let's see if he has any uh, tennis plays as they're playing tennis all around the world these days on all kinds of surfaces. That's on the other side. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do. That includes our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. 24 7 video season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VSIN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175. Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander, Matt Santos in for Kelly Bidlin this morning. Drew Dinsett, kind enough to uh, hang with us for another segment this morning. Before we get back to football, Drew, uh, they are playing tennis all over planet Earth. They might be playing in other planets, too. But uh, the men are in uh, Sofia, Bulgaria. That's uh, that's indoor hard. Seoul is outdoor hard. Tel Aviv, play on Rosh Hashanah the other day. Uh, indoor hard. This is for a certain segment of the audience. Uh, WTA, they're in Parma on clay. Uh, Tayin is, is indoor hard as well. So they're all over the globe. Are you betting any of these? You know, I took a, a tough loss in the final with uh, Zhang Chinwen last week, so yeah. I think that's going to put it. That's going to close the book for me uh, on tennis for a while. <laughs> I've had a lot of second places this, this fall, <laughs> so. Uh, I think uh, I'm just going to enjoy as a fan from here on. I mean, it's it's tough enough to kind of get form if you're not putting eyes on players. Uh, and most of the important matches are happening in the uh, twilight hours. It's interesting that you say that. You've had a lot of tough losses. I, that, has been, that has been a staple of 2022, hasn't it? There have been a lot of yeah. brutal losses. I'm about to have one yeah. right now, by the way, on a Rancho Roos. <laughs> I have a Rancho oh, Roos no. as a $3 dog against, uh, against Maria Sagari. Roos wins the, wins the first set. Sagari wins the second. You know what's about to happen, right? Like, it's totally going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, when you're when you're uh, when you have a strategy that typically finds your value or you know, you're finding value on the dog, um, this is the way it goes. Sometimes yeah. uh, you make a you make a good bet. It's still not likely to happen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, but this has been a, a, a paint like just like one degree off of just an all time type of season. I'll give you one just to, we'll go back to football here. But I had uh, Lulu's son. There was a match the other night. She was a $6 dog. And I, I took her. I was like, this shouldn't be $6. Like, this should be like $2, right? And I can't even remember who she played. 
but she ended up losing like in a seven, six, seven, five, right in a tiebreaker. And then she was competitive. And I'm just like, there it is. Right. Like you still got to make those bets. It's still a plus EV bet, but it just hasn't worked out. I guess is what is what we're saying here. That ladies and gentlemen is betting on sports and betting on tennis specifically. <laughs> um, all right, back to football. So you like the Bengals. And again, um, I thought that was a great breakdown of, of, of why that's a great spot for the Bengals and the opposite for the Dolphins. What uh, sticks out for you on Sunday? What have you bet already? Yeah, I'm kind of dancing around the card this week. It's tough to find big-time meaningful angles, especially on Sunday. Um, the only meaningful bet I have besides Bengals going into this weekend is actually Monday's game. I like the Rams against the Niners by a, a decent amount. I, I think too. the case for the – I think they should be favored. <laughs> I that was okay. So th- I'm so glad you said that, right? Because so on guessing lines on Monday, we go through the whole schedule. Yeah, I have a, a couple discrepancies, and we get to the Monday night game, and obviously it's the last one because we do it chronologically. And so we're up against the wall, and I'm like Rams by three, and it's Niners by like two and a half or three at that time. And so Las Vegas Chris texts me. He's like, "Ha, that was embarrassing." I'm like, "Really? Was it? I'm so with you on this." I think it could still get there. I mean, the Monday games always take action in a little bit more of a funny, like market cycle, right? You, you've, I'm sure you've noticed this, but like the Monday game market cycle is different than everything on, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, everything on surely on Thursday, but even on, even the Sunday games, it's a little different. Uh, people tend to be like, I'll I'll deal with Monday when we get closer, right? And so maybe this is, uh, you know, we still have time for this one to mature a little bit. Um, but uh, you see what's going on with the, uh, you know, the Chargers market, right? Like the, the Chargers number has absolutely collapsed yeah. uh, against the Texans, right. right? People are people are taking their hard-earned money and they're walking to the window and betting on Lovey Smith um, and the <laughs> Texans and Davis Mills. I don't know if they saw Davis Mills last week against the Bears, but, uh, but best of luck to those folks who are so confident in the Texans. But that, you know, that number has collapsed largely because of the injury to Rashawn Slater, uh, and I mean, also there's, there's a realistic potential that Herbert does not go. We can, you know, that's maybe an interesting conversation yeah. in, in its own right. But, um, you know, I think the, the Slater downgrade to, uh, to storm Norton is absolutely massive. Right. And people recognize that people are expecting the Chargers offense, not to be anywhere close to their realistic expectation in that market. And so for that reason, that number has collapsed. Well, what is different about what's going on with the Niners right now? The Niners lost their only viable offensive lineman in Trent Williams. Yes. Um, and and I, I mean, did you see what happened after he went out of that game? Like yes. the, you know, the offense, like the wheels completely came off of that offense and they were re- you know, they've had trouble so far this season, really getting any push in their run game. You know, a lot of the blocking scheme uh, that has been so devastating and, and really kind of unlocked the potential of the Shanahan offense in the last handful of years is relied on, solid offensive line play and you look across that unit right now it's bottom five i'm sorry but they have some serious serious questions about what's going on there and then you add into the mix the fact that jimmy garoppolo looks completely out of sorts in you know with what he's being asked to do uh and the fact that they just you know they have a bunch of ding you know a bunch of players dinged up uh and the rams you know the rams have not been you know they've they have looked rusty through three weeks of the season but they're still getting wins and now aaron donald and some of the kind of uh you know more effective pieces of that defense on that d line get to go against this offensive line and jimmy g who uh you know they were able to kind of put that nfc championship game away so effectively like that was 100 on the d line winning their 1v1s um you know i think the rams are in really really solid shape here and you know people are leaning on the fact that shanahan has picked McVay's pocket over the years right. just based on scheme, but 
you know, that was with a very, very different team. And the Niners defense may ultimately be a, a really, really good unit once the dust settles. And, uh, you know, if you have them rated in the top three right now, I'm not really here to argue that. But uh, the way this offense is operating right now, the, the Rams have, uh, you know, a, a very, very strong uh, ability to, you know, kind of just dictate uh, field position in this one and, you know, really keep them in a, at a disadvantaged spot. So they only need a couple of successful drives, in my opinion, to put this game out of reach. And I think the Rams win ultimately. I would argue, for, and first of all, I'll, I'll say this again. I, you know, when Jimmy Garoppolo was decided that he would stay with the Niners this offseason, I made Niners futures bet. So I'm like, I'm not a Niners hater at all. Like, I really think it's a good, <laughs> it's a good football team. But the Trent Williams thing, you, you hit on it. It's perfect. It, it, it he's a seven-time Pro Bowler for goodness sakes! Like that's a that's a massive, massive thing, and uh, the Niners may yet be okay. But I I would argue. Let me see if you agree with this. I would argue that it's two weeks in a row now where the Niners have been involved in the most peculiar spread of the week. Like I thought that Broncos. When I know I get it, the Broncos ended up winning. But they shouldn't have, for God's sakes. They had nine three and outs. There's, I mean, we went through it on guessing lines, a litany of things as to why they, uh, you know, had, sh- probably shouldn't have won that football game. Maybe both teams were not good, that's for sure. But the the Broncos were a special kind of not good. And so I, I just I, the Niners just seems to be the team. I guess what I'm saying that the market is the most peculiar on, from my vantage point. Yeah, second year in a row. Honestly, yeah. you look at second some of the year market, in a row. Yeah. yeah. Second year in a row. Last year, there were some games where he's just head scratching. What is going on with this team? Why are they being bet this week? Why is there no support this week? Like it was, uh, it's, it's tough to really figure out who they are, what their identity is right now. And, um, I, I think a lot of people came out of that Broncos Niners game. I agree with your take. They should Niners were the, you know, they, sh- they win that game 60% of the time if they kind of re, you know, replay it. Um, but I think the, um, people came out of that take takeaway as like, well, maybe the Broncos defense is really good. And I came away with this Niners <laughs> offense is this Niners offense is in deep trouble. And, you know, it's, the Rams defense has had some moments this year. Like, you, you know, you, you look at a, a game like the bills the bills came out with just such a good game plan. Like the, I don't hold that against the Rams defense. And uh, you know, the Falcons offense is better than the market thinks. So I don't hold that against them that they let them cover that game. And it, you know, a lot of those points were scored in garbage time. Um, and, you know, we flip now to, uh, you know, a, a, a game like this against the Niners, I, the Rams defense should absolutely show up in this contest and uh, Niners for what it, for, you know, for what it's worth, like maybe their pass rush has an ability to dictate this game because the Rams still are figuring out their offensive line. But uh, for what it's worth, I make the Rams minus uh, about 118 here. So I think anything in the plus or any money range for them on the money line is a bet. All right. Just for giggles, because we only have a minute left. I know you don't love anything on Sunday, but what are you considering? Give me one game that you're considering here. I bet a couple of totals that have completely nuked. Uh, you got to keep your eyes on the uh, the weather report here, but I caught a 55 and the Bills Rams under. That's that 51 and a half, which is my fair price. Um, I caught uh, an under in the uh, Cardinals Panthers game. Another you know interest, interesting weather situation there. I got an over in the Browns Falcons that I think that I'm pretty excited about as well, but. Uh, four sides. Um, I'm gonna t- I'm I'm gonna nibble a little bit here. Uh, I nibbled a little bit on Ravens at, at uh, plus three and a half when it was flat three and a half. I think that's gonna be a game that lands three either way. Um, and I'm going to I'm probably gonna end up taking the points with the Jaguars. I, it's it's a really bad spot, um, but ultimately I can only get to three and a half with my fair price there. And so getting six and a half is, is I'm just gonna have to settle with that. Drew, it wouldn't be you if you didn't like the Jaguars there. Jag, your, your Jaguars love and your Cam Nori hate that is just staples. Uh, 
of a Drew Densick segment. <laughs> Always love that. Um, thank you, man. Appreciate it as always. Uh, at whale underscore capper. Deep dive with Andy Molitor. NBC Sports. Bet the Edge. That's where you can find Drew. Thank you, Drew. Hey, best luck, guys. Drew Densick, everybody, right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Michael Craig from Right Angle Sports. No release, but he's got thoughts on college football next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly, as always, brought to you by BetMGM Nevada, right here from the uh, South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip, it's Gil Alexander. Once again, attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when you sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account, click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message, inviting them to register a new account in the same state that you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. We get tweets at Beating the Book, Andy McDill, letting us know that the NHL Pacific Division uh, betting preview is coming up uh, next hour as we start some uh, hockey talk. Dommy Gunn, always a fan of Drew's. Uh, here's a pick from uh, four years ago. He's sending pics of uh, Drew on a boat with them in South Florida. Drew, by the way, uh, also uh, letting them know how to build buildings during an earthquake, man. In case you were curious, Drew's your guy for that as well. This is from uh, New York Mess 16 uh, pointing out for me. He says, Gil, the home game against the Giants for the Packers is being played in London. Yes. Thank you for that clarification. Um, that is absolutely the case. I was saying earlier how Green Bay, not only can you pick them in Survivor this week, but they also have home games against the Giants and the Jets. Well, the Giants would be in London. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, gentleman has been kind enough to come on the show the last couple weeks from Right Angle Sports and release picks for us. He's not doing that today. But uh, the first week, it was a Wyoming play at plus 17. They end up winning outright. And then last week, the over in the Utah State-UNLV uh, game, I believe it was 61 was the number, 43 first half points were scored, and then it didn't get there. Michael Craig joins us from Right Angle Sports. How you doing, Michael? Sometimes it just works out that way, huh? Sometimes it works out that way. Uh, six turnovers for Utah State. Certainly didn't help the cause, but yeah, looking easy at the half, but uh, yeah, didn't make it there, unfortunately. Yeah, five picks for uh, Utah State as well. Just, oh, it's brutal. Um, okay, so now the reason, one of the reasons that we're not doing this now is, and you alluded to this last week when we were on the show, 
Right Angle Sports, again, for those who are just landing on this show for the first time, really, um, and I'm not, and I'm not, I would, I would say this with you not here either, as respected as it comes in sports betting, but you really, in addition to college football, what you're really, truly, you're known for college football, what you're really, truly known for is college basketball. You're, you guys make the transition at this point of the year, huh? We do. I, um, I think that's the difference between us and, and other services out there um, that, that do do both. Um, we like to give ourselves a lot of time. You know, there's 360-ish teams that we're going to be looking at for college hoops. So tons of preparation. Uh, doesn't mean we totally quit on football. Um, we'll, still, we'll still do the CFB Plus service, uh, which will be a couple plays uh, every Saturday morning. I think in the future it's possible – if, if we added some staff um, that, that maybe we do run the college football service, the, the full service longer into the season, I, I think the important thing uh, that we want to do, we just want to ensure that it's going to be quality plays um, throughout the duration of the season. So, so that's really, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we know we can do, we know we can do the CFB plus on Saturday mornings and, and have smaller volume. I think it's just going to be a case moving forward to see how much volume we can get that we, that we believe is actually quality, quality plays, quality bets out there. All right. Well, one, uh, one of them is, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, other than that, yeah, it, it turns into, well, you know, probably a week of decompressing and taking a little break and then getting into reading about all the college, college hoops teams and, and the, the changes that have been made, coaching player wise personnel, you know, yeah, but that, you 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 live for that, don't you? Though you love that stuff. That's, uh, that's... Uh, the older I get, the less I live for. <laughs> but uh, no, I look forward to it. But I know it's a, it's a lot of work leading into it. It's a lot of work for all of us. Um, and that's one of the benefits of me being back at at Raz is is there are there are a lot of people. So it's probably going to be I don't know. It might actually be a little bit less work for me this year because. Um, there's other people contributing to, to the preparation. Okay, well, you didn't completely, as you said, you didn't completely abandon college football, and you did have a play in, a, in the Pac-12. You had a play on the UW-CLA game. Which, did you, which way did you go here? Uh, we, we sent out on uh, Monday uh, Washington minus 2.5, minus 115, uh, mostly a play. Uh, a, a couple of things here. Um, a play against UCLA's defense a little bit. Uh, didn't have much returning production there. I don't think they've played a very tough schedule at all. Uh, even against Alabama State, they were passed on at an okay rate, and, and that's a bottom, probably a bottom, I don't know, bottom 30 or 40 team in FCS. Um, and then, you know, played very even against South Alabama. And South Alabama looks pretty good, but but they did move the ball on UCLA. On the flip side, you have Washington. I, I haven't been a Michael Penix fan the past few years. I, thought, I actually thought he was very, very overrated, but he gets – Washington's new coach, Coach DeBoer, um, was the offensive coordinator at Indiana when when Penix actually was playing well there. Um, look at their stats this year. Their pass offense has actually been really, really good. Penix has looked great. Um, so yeah, mathematically, um, you know, I didn't we didn't show much of an edge here. We had we had it maybe around three and a half, four, but we're kind of banking on UCLA's defense being a uh, you know, finally going against a, a high-end offense here, uh, really not being able to stop Washington. So, so along with that, um, kind of, probably a little bit of an overlean here because I do think UCLA has a pretty good offense and uh, probably a lot of plays around here. Uh, good tempo in this game as well. You have uh, you have Penix and Washington, as you said when you released it at minus two and a half. For those who are seeing it painted at minus three across the board, would you say play that at this number? 
Uh, I mean, obviously not as good as two and a half, but no. but we're getting down to land three minus one hundred five. Um, I still think there's value in it. Um, obviously not as good of a bet, but uh, it's, it's not. Um, the current number isn't too too different from from what we released it at. If you're getting if you're getting minus three minus one hundred five. Yeah, you're not going to hate on anybody if they play it uh, for all the, yeah for all the reasons stated there. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else in college football beyond that game? What else are you looking at where you're like, oh, this is worth noting? Uh, I know everybody likes to hear about the big games, so so I, I will say we did bet some Oklahoma um, at minus five and a half. It's currently at six and a half. I, I look at this, or we look at this TCU team, and and they've been pretty good so far. But again, the the competition they've played Colorado uh, really down on Colorado this year, as I think everybody is. Uh, season win total was two and a half. Um, for Colorado, uh, Tarleton State. Um, they played pretty well against SMU last week, but I, I'm just not sold on the on where we're rating TCU at this point. And Oklahoma, despite losing last week, I, th- I thought Oklahoma might crush might crush K State, uh, but then just because Martinez had been so bad at quarterback, but he came out and played really well last week. But Oklahoma, Oklahoma actually didn't play poorly from an offensive standpoint in, th- in that game. And they're pretty good overall. So I, just from a numbers perspective, I just can't justify – I'm not sold enough on TCU to justify this line being less than seven. So, so I do still think there's value at, at Oklahoma minus six and a half, which is, which is the current price. Alabama, Arkansas, about where it should be, in your opinion? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't even I, – I, um, I don't even get into those games very much. But, yeah, I had it very close to where the number is. Give, yes. give us something obscure. This, this audience can handle it. What are you – something, <laughs> something obscure, Yeah. <laughs> Prepare for something obscure, but uh, I'm all about it. Um, let me look at the rotation here. Uh, well, let's just talk about weather in general. Yes. I think, um, you know, I think it, there's been a lot of talk among a lot of people that, you know, there's been some over adjustments um, with betting unders due to the expected hurricane this weekend. Um, one big game that I'll talk about, I guess, um, the Clemson NC State game. I, I I think no matter how low this went, uh, there's been some talking, you know, playing back on the overs since these these totals have adjusted so far downward. Um, the Clemson NC State game is one game where where I would not play over. Um, I'm, I know Clemson offense looked pretty good last week against Wake, but uh, I'm just not sold on that offense at all. Um, from a passing perspective, I, I just I'm not buying the one. The, the small sample size one game improvement there last week. I, I, I'm just not into this Clemson team. I don't think they're a top five team. Uh, NC State's got a pretty good pass defense. Uh, NC State also has had a lot of trouble on offense this year. So this is one game where, despite the weather, I wouldn't be looking back to play over. No, that's good. Good advice. I'm with you on. I'm with you on the Clemson thing of not being a top five team. And I don't think you have to particularly be a college football expert to come to that conclusion uh, with this outfit, Michael. What if- Oh, People will criticize me for saying, not, "How about not top 10? Because I'll get criticized for, "Oh, of course they're not." <laughs> yeah, but not top ten. Not top um, ten. That's a little more bold. I got to run, Michael. Unfortunately, but thank you for all that. And uh, let's have you doing more college football. And when college basketball starts, let's let's do it here as well. I need to do my studio visit when I'm out there. In, yes. When is that? In late October. So we got some rest people out there. So we'll all stop in. Love it. Thank you, Michael. Michael Craig, everybody.
Um, you can follow him on uh, the Twitter machine, MJC257. Uh, is that the Twitter handle, Matt Santos? MJC257, I believe. By the way, your pro tip this hour uh, with the Dolphins and the Bengals. Drew Densick did a great breakdown of that. The Bengals have the edge with the Dolphins this week coming off the short week. Uh, Dolph- Dolphins not being able to practice due to weather. It really is a confluence of events that makes it one of the better spots you could possibly have if you're a Bengals fan or backer. Mike, Mike McDaniel making his Thursday night debut. That's your pro tip of the hour right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Coming back on the other side with Mike Pritchard next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.